Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with Kessner. Today, I have a very special guest, Mike, co-founder of The Scribes Company, a New York-based small business for journals that leads with a larger purpose and mission with its journals. But this episode is really special to me because it marks what I hope represents a long-lasting partnership between The Scribes Co. and the Catch Up With Kessner podcast. So if you're thinking about um, finding a quality, quality journal, if you're thinking about finding a journal for all of your educational, your work, or just your personal business, check out The Scribes Co. Go ahead and use Catch Up With Pod code Catch Up With Pod for 20% off your purchase. That's right. I'll link that right in the description. And I'll put that right below for, for easy access. But I've been using this journal for about a couple of weeks now, and I absolutely love it. And I'm not just saying that. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, Kessner. I'm glad you like your journal, too. It's uh, That's a good one there. I like the light blue. Yeah, I absolutely love this. And I know there's a lot of options, so definitely check them out for everyone else. But, Mike, I guess just to start off, really curious about your journey through this business but also just you as a as a person and going through this journey of trying to reinvent yourself I know that I've heard a little bit about your story but I'm really excited to dig deeper into that so walk me through that those exact thoughts or that exact moment of how you and your friends came to this decision to really quit your nine to five job and start your own small business yeah so um I guess, I guess to back up a little bit, um, I have two partners uh, at the Scribes, um, one girl named Pooja and a guy named Alden. All, the three of us were really good friends at our former company. So we used to work in, uh, we're based out of New York City here mm -hmm. and we used to work for a financial technology company. Um, so I met Alden probably at least going on three years now and Pooja started a, a little bit later at this company. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, were all around the same age. We were just really good friends, uh, you know, at work and outside of the office. Uh, we really yeah. built, you know, a special bond, just the, the three of us. And, mm -hmm. um, it, it, I guess for how we started the scribe, it's funny. Uh, we used to use Slack as kind of our <laughs> internal communication method within the office, within the company. Um, and so the three of us, we created a Slack channel. Mm -hmm. uh, called the scribes. So before the scribes was a journal company, it was just a Slack channel. Right. Um, <laughs> the reason we named it the scribes was we, I guess, you know, we were younger folks at the company, uh, but mm -hmm. all involved in like relatively strategic meetings. Uh, and we often felt like the note takers in the room, you know, mm -hmm. people would look around, you know, people would be making decisions and like, who's keeping the minutes here? Like, yeah. you know, Mike, are you keeping notes? Alden, are you keeping notes? That kind of, that kind of stuff. And right. um, so we jokingly, you know, kind of felt bad for ourselves in a way, <laughs> which, uh, you know, was, was dramatic of us to do, but we, we created this Slack channel called the scribes, where it's right. just a place where we could, where we could talk, where we could catch up. Um, and ultimately, you know, it became much more. So, you know, that was, uh, we started the company back in, uh, November of 2019. So really recent. coming, yeah, coming, you know, right at a year here. Um, it's been a crazy year for sure. And mm -hmm. we've learned a ton. We've, we've gotten to be so much closer than we ever thought we would be. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're right at a year, but really it started probably July or August of, mm -hmm. of 2019. 
uh, it's amazing how long it takes to get a business off the ground. Um, <laughs> there's just so much that goes into it, but you know, um, we've been hard at work for the last, you know, year, uh, designing what we think are really good products, but more importantly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, supporting, you know, communities in need. Uh, and we've done that, you know, in a dozen different ways. And I know we'll get to that. So, um, but that's kind of the backstory of the scribes, what started mm-hmm. as a Slack channel, um, you know, ultimately became a lot, a lot more than that. So. That's awesome. Right. I, you know, when I, when I hear that story and I've heard it a couple of times, it, I just really appreciate this idea of, you know, we started out as fun, you know, it was something that really bonded you three together, right. Alden and Pooja yeah. and just, you know, something that started out as a joke, but, you know, finding a lot more bigger purpose in that and really just taking that off the ground. So it's really awesome to hear that you pretty much started around, you know, when this pandemic really hit, right. Really launching yeah. this, this small business. And, you know, I'm really, really happy that I've gotten to see, you know, the, you know, yeah. just like looking through your products and looking through the channels and the pages and, you know, actually using the product myself, you know, I can really see how it's, I can really see how it's really purposeful in terms of, you know, we'll get into the mission and the different communities you serve, but just when it all comes together, I'm really proud to, to be able to use a product like this. So. Yeah. And I didn't even mention, and I think it's important we, mm-hmm. so you asked, how did we go from, you know, starting the scribes to quitting our, our nine to five. Yeah. Um, so we started it in November. We were very, mm-hmm. very, very small. You know, we were thrilled each time we got an order online or uh, one of our corporate accounts yeah. or something like that. But um, we actually, so I quit my job at this company in New York on March 13th of 2020. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a super pivotal time in the country. We quit our job that Friday yeah. and literally the next day we were in nationwide lockdowns. And, yep. you know, dealing with this uh, just unprecedented uh, pandemic. And mm-hmm. um, so I would say that, you know, our business was kind of born into a pandemic and <laughs> um, faced a lot of adversity along the ways. You know, I yeah. definitely didn't expect to be operating the business from my apartment uh, mm-hmm. as, you know, Pooja, she operates the business from her sister's house in New Jersey. And Alden was up in his parents' house in Maine for most of the last six wow. months. So we've, it's, it's been really, really challenging to, um, to, to start a business and, you know, come mm-hmm. together, um, you know, in the midst of all that's going on. But uh, ultimately we believe that, you know, it's, it's going to make us better. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this adversity serves us well and it's uh, kind of inspired us to, you know, to do as much as we can, especially on the, on the give back side of things. And, you know, right. people always like, I think we were asked once, um, you know, how are you dealing with, you know, everything that's going on in the world or whatever. And, yeah. um, we said it was pretty simple. If we continue to serve others, people will support us. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we truly believe that. So um, that's how we've kind of been able to get through. But yeah, definitely, I wouldn't say it was an ideal time to start a business, yeah. but um, cer- certainly taught us a lot. But that adversity you said is, is the, probably one of the most important parts, right? Because like you said, born out of a pandemic, you know, a lot of people really suffer through the latter half of, or, you know, the unfortunate part of losing their jobs or, you know, losing mm-hmm. their stability. And, you know, it's very inspiring just to hear that you were able to bring something so positive out of something so, so negative in people's life. And that's just, you know, really awesome to hear. But yeah, so thinking about, you know, the scribes and the company that you helped built alongside um, the two other friends that you have, 
I know that the scribes believes in supporting different causes and initiatives just as much as creating a quality journal. So why are you and the scribes so passionate about serving educators and these different communities with sharing your products with them? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so it hits pretty close to home, actually. My, uh, my younger sister, her name is Annie. She uh, works in a juvenile detention center in the D.C. Uh, Alexandria area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't pinpoint exactly when it was, but it was sometime last year before we had started the company. Uh, she was telling, uh, telling the three of us that, you know, in this juvenile detention center, there's such a need for supplies mm-hmm. and just resources. Right. And, you know, she, she was telling us, you know, these kids that are uh, incarcerated, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever it may be, um, at the end of the day, they're 12 to 18 years old and they're incarcerated and they're away from their friends, they're away from their family, and right. they're supposed to be in school. And um, I remember, you know, vividly, she told us that she was going to Hobby Lobby and, you know, these different office supply stores and buying composition notebooks and buying pencils yeah. and things like wow. that, just because the facility was, you know, rather underfunded. Um, mm-hmm. And so I remember at that point in time, Pooja and Alden and I, we made the decision um, to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Why journals? That's kind of a, a different story. But yeah. we said, you know, we, we're going to sell journals. We want to start with journals. That's going to be our first kind of, you know, product. Uh, and, and let's see if we can sell enough to, to make a significant gift back to this one juvenile detention nice. center. So wow. it started really, really small, really, really focused um, on supporting this one facility mm-hmm. uh, to give each one of their residents uh, a journal of their own. Um, and so that's how we started. And, you know, that was kind of our guiding principle um, okay. from day one was like, how are we going to support these kids? Uh, and then the doors just opened to, I mean, we're quite frankly, so lucky. Um, mm-hmm. We met a guy named uh, Ramiro Ocasio. Mm-hmm. He is the founder of an organization called the Foundation for Education in Honduras. Um, oh, wow. It's an amazing, it's an amazing foundation. Ramiro is from Honduras. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each year he would just send as much money back to his, you know, hometown and his village as right. he could over, you know, the holidays, over Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately he works at a law firm in New York and uh, ultimately he got the support of a few of his colleagues uh, and they came up with this foundation called Fay. Mm-hmm. Um, and their mission is to just go into these communities where resources are super thin and yeah. build schools. And they do so in a really interesting way. They actually employ, you know, people in that community to build the schools. So all the contractors, they're not sending contractors from the United States down mm-hmm. there to build the schools. They're employing nice. people in the process. Um, and I remember, you know, long story short, we got introduced to Ramiro as the founder of this foundation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said, uh, well, if you guys are ever interested in supporting Faye, you know, journals or school supplies or things of that nature would be uh, just so impactful to our students. Mm-hmm. You know, they oftentimes Definitely. share a journal or share a composition notebook. And so to the idea to provide each of them with their own uh, yeah. would be incredibly impactful. And so immediately after, you know, giving back to the juvenile detention center, we already had our eyes set on, you know, the next cause we wanted mm-hmm. to support. Um, and so that kind of just, you know, it, it allowed us, it was, it was honestly just so inspiring to be working towards, you know, we know that if we can make this business work, we can make yeah. this give back work. Uh, and so that's kind of, 
Um, you know, that's happened a dozen times now. And, mm -hmm. you know, each time we're able to give back, we're equally inspired and equally grateful yeah. for our own, you know, uh, circumstances that we all quite frankly, probably take for granted. Yeah. Um, you know, we're just so blessed in a lot of ways, but, um, yeah. So I, I mean, to kind of sum it up, it started with my younger sister, Annie, and it kind of mm -hmm. evolved and it just keeps evolving. Uh, and we truly believe that, you know, if we can give journals to students who, you know, might not have their own, we can create a more right. thoughtful world. We can create a more centered world and, you know, technology certainly isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Um, you know, our business wouldn't exist without, you know, a certain level of technology, but, um, you know, we do think that, you know, sometimes it's the simple things that help yep. you, you know, think and create and dream and, you know, do all of those things. And so we think a journal can be really impactful. I guess I'm just going to backtrack a little bit talking about, you know, how I came upon the scribes myself, but, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of my audience knows that I'm a teacher here in Hawaii and, you know, just scrolling through social media and going through Instagram, um, I just came upon your journal, you know, as an advertisement online. And so, yeah. you know, looking up journals, I'm a real advocate of writing things down and I've had my own past journals where I, you know, document all my notes and just things that I've learned from all of my wonderful guests through the podcast. But I was going through your products and what really caught my eye was just your mission or your purpose behind your, your products and, you know, hearing about your willingness and your desire to serve these different communities, to serve different educators more importantly, but just, you know, when it comes down to it, students and kids or just anyone who needs these supplies and these different organizations that serve that purpose, like you said, with your sister at the juvenile center or, you know, half across the world in Honduras for, for students in, in need. And that just really resonated with me because, you know, being a teacher and understanding the importance of having the proper resources or the proper supplies to just learn and dream and inspire, like you said, you know, I see that every day where kids don't have those resources, you know, here in Hawaii, it's the same mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, like it's, it's, a, it's a similar problem across the world where Teachers are constantly paying out of their own pockets for supplies or maybe schools, Title I schools are underfunded in certain areas and just all these different situations. I was thinking, wow, like I love, I love what the scribes are, are being a part of and I love to see how they started out so recent, but they're making such a big impact across the world. You know, I, I reached out and then, you know, how this conversation really went along and being a teacher personally and then knowing that the scribes were serving so many teachers across the world with their products. I just felt very called to, to communicate and, you know, how this beautiful partnership came about. But, you know, when I think back to your sister's story of what it means to, to serve the students in those juvenile or just those, those incarcerated children or incarcerated kids, it's, you know, I've never been in that type of environment per se where I've, you know, seen, kids struggle through their education in these centers. But, you know, I could only imagine being a teacher myself of what, how difficult that may yeah. be, you know, not having the proper supplies or just, you know, having other things on their mind that may be, may not be education at the center of it. And, you know, maybe it's just that moment of providing that small, that small piece of whether it's a notebook, rather, whether it's a small act of kindness or whether it's that, that one item that another person needs and taking the time out of our days to really think about how can something that I'm a part of or something that I'm using, or maybe something that you're not using, how can I give that to someone else that may need it? 
And when I think about the larger scale of, you know, how your sister Annie works in this, in this center, you know, she's constantly trying to improve the lives and constantly trying to help better the, the position that these kids are in. And to the fact that she was going to go out and buy her own supplies or maybe go out yeah. and, you know, put in her own time and resource to buy just basic composition books. And for you to really step up and provide a really quality journal that could really last and serve a bigger purpose than just writing things down, I think, right, the reason behind a lot of what's going on of why we give back is because we want to see something that really transcends just outside of a journal or trans out, transcends outside of just our act of kindness, right? Maybe it's to help further someone's education. Maybe it's, you know, to, to make someone's life just a little bit happier, right? And I yeah. think about, it's crazy to think that, you know, one thing led to another. And I really see that, for example, in my podcast, but just, you know, your story too of starting off in New York and helping out in the DC area, but then branching off to across the world, right? I'm sure that, yeah. You know, we have moments where we never really thought our sphere of influence or our words or our acts could really affect people across the world. But, you know, I'm just thinking about our conversation right now, you know, all the way in Hawaii, talking to a new friend all the way in the New York area, right? A couple months ago, I never thought something <laughs> like this would happen, right? But I've made right. a new partnership. I've made a new friend, more importantly, but just growing our connection to really serve the different communities in our world. And I love how everyone has their own example of wanting to expand their network just so that we can make the world a better place. But that's what I really think yeah. about with this journal is, you know, one person can get a journal, they love the product or they just love the mission and they suggest that to other people and they just continue this conversation of giving back, right? Because we're not just buying a product when I, when I buy your journal, I'm not just buying something that I can use. You know, you said that you, you use these journals as a way to give back, whether that's money or whether that's time or whether that's energy into different organizations in Fay, for example, or just helping out teachers and educators across the world. So I'm just very inspired hearing your story. I got, I got inspired when I first heard it. And, you know, that's, that's the point of why we do the things we do right. Is to continue yeah. to inspire and continue to, to find ways that we can affect not just the communities that we're a part of, because when we find different people that understand what it means to serve before we can serve ourselves, it's, it's really impactful and it's really empowering that we can continue to do that for other people. So just thank you yeah, so much for what you do. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's the best part of the job for sure. Uh, that's, I, I think that's what inspires us most. Mm -hmm. um, I think I told you kind of on our intro call, but yeah. uh, at the beginning of the coronavirus lockdowns and everything like that, uh, back in maybe April or something, we mm -hmm. were really in a rut and it yeah. was just like, man, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> this is horrible. Like, you know, the world is shut down mm -hmm. and I'm not sure whose idea it was, but um, between the three of us, we decided, why don't we just you know, think about uh, a group of people who probably have it worse than us right now. Mm. And our minds immediately went to teachers. Uh, <laughs> the reason it went to teachers is because, um, and obviously teachers in America are, are so blessed in many ways, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, at that point in time, they were still in the classroom, you know, this yeah. like deadly, um, you know, virus was, it was spreading. People didn't know exactly, you know, uh, necessarily the science behind it or anything right right um at that point in time they were still going in they were still teaching 
Um, they were maybe adapting to remote learning, which I know mm-hmm. that you probably have experience with. Yes, it's super yeah. challenging. Yeah. Uh, and so that day we reached out to maybe like 100 or 200 teachers just on Instagram, just DMing people on Instagram yeah. and said, hey, you don't know us, but we're a journal company <laughs> and we'd like to send you a journal just to help you out, just to wow. maybe inspire you a little bit to you know pass on that random act of kindness to somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, and so I think that particular example kind of gets back to our point of, you know, if we continue to serve others, people will uh, support us. And so, you know, when we're in a rut or unsure of what to do next, it kind of kicks back to that default of like, how can we help others? And, you know, random acts of kindness, they, they circulate. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's give back to, to those and, you know, it'll inspire us to, to our next thing. So, um, That's pure, beautiful, right? This idea of, I mean, we call them random acts of kindness, but then, you know, I'd like to attest it to, you know, we're just at the core of who we are. We want to serve, right? We want to continue to bring positivity and bring love or whatever that means for other people into the different spaces we're in. So whether it's random or intentional, right? Being kind is how we're going to progress and how we're really going to heal this world. And when I think of, Right, you, you're, the start of your business really coming out where businesses are closing down, where all these different, yeah. um, you know, everyone's finances are in a rut. Like you said, it's it's one thing to say, "Wow, like how are we going to start this business?" And then how are we really going to expand our business? But for you it, and for the others, just the three of you, it was really centered or rooted in if we're going to go through this pandemic together, if we're going to go through these hard times together, we might as well do it all together. And for you to just go out, out of your own, your own decisions and really just message all these teachers and say, you know what, I don't know you, you know, I don't know what your situations are. I know that you are being heroes in your communities by still serving your students and trying your best amidst the pandemic. I'm just going to give you this one drill and hopefully it does, you know, maybe it inspires you. Maybe it continues to help you out in your educational journey. But, you know, for something that's, you know, so difficult for businesses to do sometimes where it's, you know, we're just not going to worry about the finances. We're not going to worry about the money um, as much because we really just want to help, you know, as a basic term. And for you to just go out and do that, you know, when the first time I heard that and I was just thinking, what what more can I be doing to, to, to continue to do that? Because, you know, as teachers, we do that constantly. We do that every day of just thinking about our students, you know, sacrificing ourselves, obviously, but, how can we continue to do that outside of our workspaces? How can we continue to think about sacrifice and what that means? Because ultimately, you three had to sacrifice something, right? Whether that was money, whether that was time, energy, right? Whether that was out of your business or personally, right? This idea of philanthropy and really sacrificing where it needs to, where we feel like there is a need. And I just love that. And hopefully this continues to spark the conversation for other people and spark the, the mindset of thinking something outside of yourself when it comes to not just products, not just out of business, but your time and your energy, how you can continue to serve others. And when you are in a rut, like you said, are you going, which direction are you going to take? Right. It could be very self-centered focus or it could be really thinking about your communities and really going back into what you're saying. If I support these different communities, 
I will get that support back in some shape or form. And I truly believe that too, because what you give is what you get, you know, like what they say. Yeah. But that's just awesome to hear. So when I think about, right, when I think about business, you know, I'm still learning about the business aspect myself and commercial or whatnot or e-commerce and everything. But I believe that a business really can serve as a mirror into the heart of its founders. So where do you see the characters and the personalities uh, represented in your company and in your members that consumers may not see or understand when considering your product? Yeah. So um, I think all of us, we, the three of us, we each bring different uh, skill sets and, you know, different um, kind of philosophies to the business. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we, we, I think at our core, we are all just naturally uh, curious and entrepreneurial. And that's, you know, how, you know, our friendship grew to to where it is today. But, um, you know, I myself, I come from a family of of small business. So my dad operates a small business and my mom's always, you know, helped him in that endeavor. And Mm -hmm. uh, Pooja, she comes from a very similar situation um, her family operates small businesses in New Jersey, wow. all in very similar situation. Um, and so we all kind of were, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, um, you know, at heart. And, um, you know, like I said, we all bring different skill sets to the table yeah. as well. I mean, I think I probably consider myself, um, you know, somebody who spends more time on like the sales and marketing front. Mm-hmm. Um, Alden is just uber creative and everything we put out into the world whether it's an ad or a social post or Mm. a product uh alden has had his hand in designing that product or creative um so he's just i mean he's incredibly gifted and so he brings that creative um aspect we're actually Mm -hmm. in a few weeks we'll be totally uh we're we're launching a totally new website it was a huge effort on alden's side Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was a great learning experience for him. And I think that's, you know, that kind of gets back to the point of just being curious. I think we each wanted to like kind of flex the the muscles we had or we didn't even know we had to try Mm -hmm. these new things. And um, so I think we uh, were each just curious and willing to try new things. But uh, and then Pooja, she's um, definitely kind of our glue person. She uh, does a lot of the behind the scene work Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, customers have just gotten used to quite frankly in like the e-commerce world you know when you you know purchase something from our website and you get that email like you know the order confirmation email Pooja had something to do with that when you get an Uh email in two weeks asking you for (laughs) a review of our products she had something to do with that Um, and so she has um, really done a good job of kind of all of those kind of operational behind the scenes things and I think she really takes pride in that um, so we each have different skill sets. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, um, you know, they, they complement them well. It's not to say that we don't have disagreements or, yeah. you know, fights or yeah. um, areas, you know, where we can't see eye to eye, but ultimately we all come together just because we, you know, we started this thing as friends. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to continue to be friends long after this. Yeah. Um, and uh, so ultimately it just, it comes down to that. But I think we all have just an immense amount of respect for each other. And that's where it all starts. I think, you know, during the last six or seven months, if you don't have respect for your colleagues Mm. or you don't, um, you know, aren't transparent and communicating, you know, often and well, 
then it's not going to work. You know, we're yeah. working in three different states for, for most of this, uh, for true. most of the last six months. And so, you know, we just relied on each other to get the work done that we each needed to do. And we were, um, you know, we still try to communicate as best we can throughout it all. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't have my own business per se, but you know, when I'm thinking about, you know, other friends or other colleagues that are really wanting to take the next step, right? What, what that means, whatever that means, you know, outside of maybe their nine to five job or just their own special hobby, or maybe transitioning into a new career, right? It's thinking about how are we going to, how am I going to start this small business, right? You know, hearing your story and thinking about all my friends that are starting their own small businesses or growing in their own small businesses, it's really understanding this idea. How do we keep expanding? How do we keep serving? How do we keep providing products that other people are going to want to use or, you know, come accustomed to? And I loved how what I got from your, your, your story was that each person in this trio of friends, each person has their own skill set. Each person has their yeah. own, not just necessarily desires, but their own unique personality and what they're really good at. But also, like you said, flexing muscles that you didn't know you had. And everyone has those different types of muscles or those different types of gifts and skill sets that really just make them who they are. But now they can implement that and they can integrate that into a small business or they can really learn to stay curious or evolve and use those different things that we characteristics or ideas or creative notions that we can put into a business or that we can put into an organization. And so that's something that I really can relate to also because, you know, I love sharing stories. I love talking with other people and that's really what really came about about this podcast. But when I think about a business too, you know, everyone has different skill sets and how are you going to leverage those different skill sets so that everyone has a piece in the, in the pie of just creating something so beautiful. So when I think about all my friends out there or just people that are watching, right? If you're on that, that cusp of trying to expand or trying to initiate a small business or just wanting to grow a small project or a passion project, it's really try to surround yourself with people that are going to challenge you, but also, you know, find different people that are going to help you in your journey by providing skills or ideas that you necessarily wouldn't have thought about, right? It's this whole idea of surrounding yourself with people maybe that you don't always agree with, or maybe that you are not always in the same conversation with because they're going to provide those different ideas, right? You don't want to always be surrounded by like-minded people because, right, you stay in this, in this bubble or in this chamber, for example. So I'm just thinking about the beauty of it, of, using not just your friends, but people that you are coming into friendship with and understanding their story, understanding their lives and understanding their skills so that you can continue to, to feed off one another. And I really think that's a huge part of business is really being close or being, you know, having strong relationships at the center of it and learning how you can leverage that or learning how you can use those different personalities and progress your your business because at the end of it right a tight-knit group means you know a tight business at the core and then that in itself will grow into ways that you cannot see in the future right but it really starts with having a strong group it really does start with having a friendship above all 
You know, we, you yeah. were coworkers before and you were right, but you really want to center it around the people and the relationships so that it really shows through your products. Because like you said, if Pooja's really close group with you two as colleagues or you two as friends and you're really feeding off one another, she can provide that energy or provide that mindset in her customers, right? When she's sending yeah. out these emails, when she's really trying to be customer oriented, it really starts with having a strong relationship within the company so that she can provide that energy or provide that those moments of positivity in her products or just in her communication, right? Because if we are working in spaces that we're not necessarily happy about or we're not necessarily connected to, it's going to show in our actions and it's going to show in our communication, right? If you're having a bad day at work, you know, that might, you know, manifest or that might show in the, in the different conversations that you're going to have later in the day. So it really does depend on who you surround yourself with. And so you three being so close and, you know, growing in your relationship, you're able to grow alongside in the scribes as a company, right. And really continue to, to provide that relationship building and continue to inspire through your product. So that's just really something that I like to think about on not just a daily basis because I'm learning more every day, but now that I can continue to think about, it really does come down to relationships. It really does come down to, understanding the skills and the stories of people around you so that you can come together and maybe start something, whether that's right, a business or not, and just learning how to lead with positivity in that. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when I think about businesses in general, when I think about maybe someone that's thinking about starting a small business, you know, Mike, for someone that is on the fence of, wanting to begin their own small business or even in the early stages like the scribes are what specifically helped you three persist amidst the the hard times that we're in well i think it starts with like just realizing that you're not in control of the world (laughs) um you have to like let that go but you have to realize too that you are in control over Mm. your attitude and like the immediate actions that you're going to take. I think that's like really kind of important with us. Like we, it's, it's so, it's definitely not easy. I mean, I come to our, our Wednesday afternoon call with bad attitudes sometimes. So does Mm -hmm. Alden, so does Pooja. And like, I think we do a good job of reminding ourselves that, you know, we're not in control of whatever's happening out there in the world, but we can't control our attitude and like nothing's going to progress mm. if you come, you know, with a bad attitude or, yeah. you know, you're feeling sorry for yourself. So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely not easy, but it's something you have to do. Uh, it's not easy to be creative. You know, that's one thing that I learned about uh, starting a business that, you know, I thought starting a business meant, you know, you take an idea and you execute upon it. And then like, you know, as an owner operator, you're more focused on like, you know, these high level things that Mm. uh, you're kind of monitoring the situation, but you're not in fact doing that. Like when you're at our level of scale, which is really, really small, you you constantly have to be creating, Uh, you constantly have to be, you know, creative. Um, And so it's about just like pushing yourself to, you know, well, if we take the day off today, that's going to hurt us two weeks from now. Like that's how we kind of think of it. It's like, you know, if we, if we don't pursue this opportunity now, a few weeks from now, it's going to be, you know, slow. Mm-hmm. And it's going to, it's because we didn't pursue that opportunity then. So, um, 
I think, you know, just staying positive, realizing that you're not in control of the surrounding situations, but you're in control of your own attitude, right. you know, being creative, just, you know, continuing to, to push yourself. Um, and then, you know, as, you know, as a group with the three of us, um, yeah. like I said, transparency and, you know, communication is obviously important, but we want to mm-hmm. go a step further with that. And we want to include our customers in these conversations that we're having. So, uh, it's actually okay. funny. We, this morning, every Sunday morning, we send out an email to all of our customers. It's, mm-hmm. you know, part of our newsletter called Sunday with the scribes. Yeah. Um, the reason we did this and this week was week number 22. So it's, it's crazy to think that we've even wow. been doing something for 22 consecutive weeks, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's consistency. Uh, and so we're proud yeah. of that. But, um, the reason we started this newsletter 22 weeks ago was not to sell our products on Sunday mornings or, mm. you know, push offers on our customers necessarily. It yeah. was to communicate with our customers um, and be transparent and like what's going on with our business. Wow. And to get back to, you know, if we can, if we can include people in our day to day and how we're thinking about things, you know, asking for feedback, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be better because of it. Um, and so, you know, I think that was uh a really, you know, we, when we thought of it, we just thought we were creating a newsletter, but really yeah. it was, you know, it was a way to stay in touch with our customers mm. um, and, you know, be transparent and, you know, communicate openly. And it's been just an amazing uh, channel for us. Um, and I think too, and just like, I know we're kind of going on the newsletter path here, but um, you know, so many new, so many newsletters, um, and it's on the brain because it's Sunday, but so many newsletters, you know, they're here's promo code, this and that to buy, right. um, or they're pushing sales or something. Mm-hmm. And what we try to have, try to be really intentional with our newsletter to be, uh, you know, it's Sunday with the scribes at the top of the newsletter, it's uh, a productivity tip or a, just a something small, you know, something right. that's not going to take you any longer than 30 seconds to read, but hopefully mm. it makes your day a little bit better. Wow. And then down in the bottom of the newsletter, it's what's in our journal. And that's where, like I said, we um, try to open up to our customers just really quickly once nice. a week and say, yeah. here's what we have going on. Um, and oftentimes it's like, please help us. You know, we're looking for feedback on this new product and it's amazing the responses we get. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, you know, specifically with the newsletter, it's, you know, I think it's kind of a, a small example of how our business has grown. But I remember when we sent yeah. the first newsletter out 22 weeks ago, we sent it to about a hundred people and mostly friends and family for that matter. Yeah. Uh, and now I think today it went out to a few thousand people. Wow. Um, and so it's just crazy to see um, how that's grown and um, how important it is. But um, yeah, I think, you know, to get back to your question, I think, mm-hmm. you know, what's kept us going during these times, it's just, you know, you control your attitude, you know, yeah. leave the bad attitude at the door, mm. try to do your best and, uh, you know, just try to constantly be creative and adapt to, to what's going on around you. Yeah. This idea of flexibility is so important, right? Because when we, when we started off in a difficult situation or we're put in a different situation, difficult situation, I should say, right. Our attitude really does make a difference. And I was thinking about this actually a couple of totally. days ago, of you know where does your attitude lie and how is not how is that attitude not going to just affect you as a person but the people around you and the people that you may not interact with right because mentality obviously is a huge part of it attitude is a huge part of it right but when those attitudes or those mentalities 
turn into your actions, right? How are your actions really going to affect the people around you? And are you going to have a mindset that's open-minded? Are you going to have a growth mindset? Are you going to be flexible in these different hard situations? Or are you just going to really be self-centered and really just focus on what's right in front of you? And I think it's really important that you know, we're all in different situations, whether you're in a business or not. And right, you have to be flexible or not flexible in certain situations, depending on what you're doing. But this idea of looking past of maybe what's right in front of you, because maybe what's right in front of you is you're not selling products, or maybe what's right in front of you is you're not reaching customers, or maybe it's, you know, you're not communicating with customers, right? The list goes on and on. But, you know, thinking back to the newsletter, you know, like you, you just said, I want to continue or we want to continue to stay connected with our customers, stay connected in some sort of way, knowing that everyone's going through their own struggles. Everyone's going through their own life. What can I do to provide outside of just my physical product? And it's beautiful that this newsletter has gone from a hundred to a thousand people because it's just giving the scribes an opportunity to share things that maybe you're thinking about on a daily basis in your journals, or just give an example of how, we can continue to reach other people through our business, right? I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of people could say that I need to be thinking about the customers. I need to be thinking about sales. And that's really important too, right? We don't want to neglect that fact, but as small businesses or small entities or just small projects, right? We're starting from the ground up and, you know, we have to work every single day. And a lot of that has to be centered around, continuing to reach customers, continuing to reach an audience that, you know, we're providing a service where we're providing something that we feel like is very meaningful and that we can make an impact. Right. And when you're starting off right at the bottom, that's really what you got to think about is just how can I continue to reach people that are going to hear this message or that are going to hear this product and really find a reason to engage with us. And I think that newsletter is such a it's such a great example that I want to continue to think about and evolve for not just my podcast, but, you know, suggestions of how I can continue to reach people. So I think that's something that I can really take out of it is finding a way to stay in touch, right? Because yeah. our products will always be our products, whether that's a physical product, whether that's, you know, an idea, it will reach the different spaces that it will reach. But other than that, taking it a step further what else can we do, right? Because people will buy into whatever we're talking about. Some people will find meaning in whatever we're saying or we're, whatever we're providing for others. But what else is there outside of that? You know, Am I going to try and take that extra effort to try and connect with a customer? Am I going to try that extra step in communicating outside of just my normal routine, right? And I think it's, it's awesome to hear that there are you know, that mindset is behind the scribes, right? Of just being very intentional and very, being very, you know, cautious or conscious of my, our customers and just what they're going through, but also just trying to, to provide, whether it's that small tip, like you said, of just trying to make someone's day and, you know, push this, push this narrative of bringing positivity or bringing about change in, in our lifestyles. And, you know, we're all going through different things and difficult things as of right now, but, for us that are privileged enough to be able to think about other people, because, you know, some people are not privileged in that sense where, you know, they're thinking about themselves and there's nothing wrong with that. But for us that have these spaces that we can turn into something beautiful, right. 
how are we going to use those different spaces? So I just like how that's one example that I can take from this and maybe it's something for someone else of, you know, how are you going to use your platform? How are you going to use your, you know, whether that's social media or whether that's your business or whether that's at work of just, you know, your resources, how can we use our time and our energy to make sure that we're making other people's lives more meaningful and more, more intentional. So definitely a good thing going on. And I I think too, that like when you're as small as we are, like Mm -hmm. from a business perspective, um, making that extra effort with, with each one of your customers is what's going to just propel you forward. I remember, um, and we've all done it, the three of us, it's like, we've hand delivered journals to people's (laughs) homes if they were nearby, just so we could, you know, see them and shake their hand when we dropped it off. And, you know, you get a little bit of FaceTime or, Mm -hmm. um, I remember we were still in our old company. This is back in like January or February. Um, but one of our potential corporate customers, so somebody who wanted to buy a fair amount, you know, very, mm-hmm. very important to us. Um, they reached out to us and said, hey, we need a few journal samples. We have some people coming into the office. And I remember we sent an Uber, an empty Uber to my apartment. We got somebody to go into my apartment, grab a few journals and put them in the empty wow. Uber to take to this person's office. Um, and we were all like at, you know, our, our nine to five and like yeah. kind of frantically, like, how are we going to get these guy this guy, these samples? Uh, and we just went to the end of the earth to pull that off. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, that extra effort just shows that potential customer or wow. potential partner, or, um, you know, it just shows you that you care so much about, you know, mm. what you're doing. And, um, so I think, you know, for us, it's, it's, we respond to every Facebook comment and yeah. every, you know, customer, if they write in, they're going to have an email back in five minutes on a Sunday night. Like, um, to us, that's so important right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, that that goes for you and it goes for everybody who's starting something, Mm -hmm. you know, treating those early, you know, those early customers really well, they'll Mm -hmm. turn those people into customers for life and they'll be the best brand ambassadors that you could imagine. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been super important for us. And, uh, each of us has sacrificed a lot to definitely to make a good impression on those people, but it's very important. But that's why it's so important to support small businesses and support these, you know, yeah. mom and pop shops or whatever. And these, you know, whether it's local restaurants and right, the list goes on and on, but supporting these small businesses because they're just like you and I, in a sense of they're trying to create something that's meaningful or purposeful for consumers or for audience or for customers. Right. And, you know, you can look at it through the lens of customers, but these small businesses really try to make it a family. And that's something that's really important of why I continue to support local businesses, local restaurants, small businesses every day, because they're just like me, right. They want to continue to provide something meaningful for someone else and, it's so beautiful to find people a part of that because it really is family oriented. It's really about growing a family or growing a, not just a service, but growing this, this network of people that you care about and that you will come to care about. And I love how you said it really does taking out that extra step because small businesses really don't have the large capacity or like the large manufacturing and all these different right vocabulary or these ideas that, other corporations or organizations have. And so what we have in our control is what can we use our 
direct time with? What can we use our direct energy with? And a lot of that does take a lot of sacrifice. A lot of that does take a lot of time, but we don't do it out of, right, maybe our own benefit, but it's because we understand that someone needs something that we have and we want to provide that. And we want to continue to keep those people in so that they know that we care about them. And then that will create in itself or that will further in itself, right? Like how you said, sending out a couple of journals to those early customers, finding a way to make sure that you respond to Facebook, Instagram messages, right? As soon as you can in this moment of them feeling acknowledged and feeling recognized for their need, they're going to continue to keep coming back, but not just because they want or like your product, but because they feel cared for, they feel that they are yeah. being acknowledged in the different, in their different areas. And that will, you know, continue to, to, push forward in different ways that we cannot imagine. Right. So it's those little small steps for, for other people that may seem, you know, well, you know, that's something that maybe that they're used to, but for us, it it does take a lot of time, but we do it because out of our own intention to, to serve other people and to make sure that they're feeling cared for. And I think that's really nice that, you know, there's a lot of things that I like about the scribes, right. When it comes to, serving these different initiatives or these different missions of giving back and donating or whatnot, but also just, you know, you as people for you three as people, just knowing coming to know you, not just as partners, but also as, you know, friends of, you know, we're all doing the same. We're all being a part of the same journey. We're all trying to, to grow something from scratch per se and really make it into something that's really meaningful and impactful in people's lives but not just saying those words, but actually doing the actions, right? Make, making sure that my audience or my customers know that they are cared for, that they are being thought about, whether it's asking for reviews, whether it's, you know, all these different things that we talked about, making it very known and making it very visible for, for people to say, yeah, the scribes definitely care about their customers or, right, the podcast is thinking about people in mind or whatever the case may be. So that's just something that I really like hearing yeah. about. There's a lot of con- like so much, you know, consumers have so many choices these days, yeah. right? It's Definitely. Like, you know, there's a, they could listen to a million different podcasts. They <laughs> could buy, you know, a million different journals from a million different websites. So yeah. like, what are you going to do to win that customer over mm. to begin with? And how are you going to retain right. them? And I think it's just, you know, uh, making an effort and making them feel like, uh, and that's truly what we believe. It's like, you know, each customer is an opportunity for us to, uh, you know, to make somebody's day, to sell them something that we're really proud of. And yeah, that's, uh, that's really important, especially, you know, there's so many, I mean, there's just the choices we have in America, especially online. Yep. It's just, yeah. you know, you can have anything you want in your door, <laughs> you know, two days from now. So, uh, I don't know about in Hawaii though. I don't know if you get two day shipping from Amazon in Hawaii, but not uh, as not as quick <laughs> for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not as quick. But definitely, definitely something to appreciate being you know in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I, I love that too. Right? It's what am I going to do to stand out too? Right? What am I going to do yeah. that's not just product wise or design wise? Right? It's that. It's that interaction too, right? Whether it's the newsletter, whether whether it's reaching out through messaging, whether it's asking for reviews and responding, you know, in a timely manner. It's just these different steps, like you said, of what is going to make me stand out in a world where you can buy anything, anywhere, at any time, at the 
at the press of a button on your phone or your computer, right? It's, you know, right. I can find so many other journals, right, to, to be a part of and, you know, choosing specifically the scribes to, to, to be a part of my journaling or reflective par- process. I'm proud of that, right? And I hope that yeah. other people come to find whatever that is, you know, finding that maybe that product or that organization or that company that they can really buy into and really grow to be a part of and continue to use those different products and find meaning out of it because we can always buy from larger organizations or larger corporations, but really thinking about the small businesses and how we can continue to support locally and really invest our time and money into that. Because I know maybe small businesses or local restaurants are right. Small businesses can be a little bit more pricier when it comes to costs, right? And those different things that go into that. But at the end of it, it's where you, where's your money going toward, right? And when you know that you yeah. support small businesses, when you support local businesses or businesses that have a mission like the scribes, you know where your money's going toward, right? It's not just going into products. It's not just going into design, but it's going into serving, you know, the company and that's going to serve the different organizations or missions that they're a part of. So that's something that I'm a huge advocate for, you know, like when you think of restaurants, you know, small businesses with restaurants, the money's going toward those different families to provide. And so that's something that we always have to be conscious about of supporting the people that are in our communities directly, because we can buy things half across the world, or we can buy things from, you know, larger companies all the time, you know, out of convenience or whatever reason, but maybe when you can, you know, taking the time to really support those, those companies in your communities or just those companies that you've, or businesses, I should say, that you've come to be a part of, or at least coming to know. So that's something that we should all take away from that. But Mike, so thinking about, you know, the, the future of the scribes or just, you know, your missions or your, your interest as a group, if you could partner with any other organization or movement moving forward, um, what would it be or who would it be and why? So I, I have a few examples here yeah. um, and I'll kind of get into these, but mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as, you know, the kind of the give back piece to our business, I think partnering with um, with public schools, specifically title one schools there is really our focus um, mm-hmm. reason. So I mean, there's, uh, there's obvious reasons, um, but for those who don't know, the Title I schools yeah. um, obviously rely, you know, much more on, I guess, federal funds and yeah. might not have the the budget that others yeah. do, but um, just their their ability to distribute, too, mm-hmm. is, is really important to us. So, you know, when we donate journals or donate school supplies or, you know, whatever it may be, we know that, you know, those schools can get those products into the hands of our students. Um, yeah. And so, obviously, you know, we don't, we support a number of nonprofits, but you know, the ability for them to distribute uh, the resources to the children Mm -hmm. um, who need it most is super important. So obviously we want to focus on, you know, public schools, especially title one schools. Definitely. Uh, Faye is a perfect example of a, of an organization that aligns, you know, so well with us. I mean, they Mm -hmm. literally are building schools in, you know, rural Honduras where, you Mm -hmm. know, resources are, you know, the kind of the resource disparity is unimaginable for most yeah. of us. Um, and so, you know, their, their mission aligns, you know, perfectly with ours. Um, another really interesting example of, you know, an organization or a person that we'd like to work with 
Um, so over the last six months or so, we've actually worked with two professional athletes. Uh, oh, wow. We've worked with Ma- Malcolm Butler, who is a, a cornerback for the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. uh, won a few Super Bowls. And <laughs> he's uh, a role model to so many, uh, wow. as well as Levi Wallace, who Levi Wallace is a football player for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and so um, we, you know, different, uh, we got connected with both of these guys through different channels, but mm-hmm. um, ultimately, you know, the partnership with them was uh, they actually purchased a bunch of journals from us. Um, we doubled the amount that they purchased and we donated wow. it back to the cause of their choice. Um, so for, for both of those guys, they donated, you know, hundreds of journals back to the the schools that they attended when they were young. Um, and the reason we think these partnerships are so powerful is just the influence that these, you know, guys or girls have. Yeah. Uh, they're such role models um, and they're obviously role models, you know, part of it's, you know, because they're professional athletes and they're incredibly gifted, but, yeah. you know, kids, um, you know, really look up to them. And so mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, if a kid sees Malcolm Butler, you know, writing in his journal at night, you know, that wow. kid might say, Hey, I need to do the same because Malcolm <laughs> Butler does that. And we yeah. think that we're, you know, really helping out in that regard. Um, and then lastly, you know, a company that we really look up to, um, is a company called Bombas. I don't know if you've mm. ever heard of Bombas, but it's a sock <laughs> no. company. Yeah. And I mean, socks have to be one of the most, um, one of the most boring things <laughs> to sell. It's like, you know, you can, they're just, they're, you think about their utility and that's about mm-hmm. it. You don't think of uh, fun designs or anything like that yeah. necessarily. Um, and Bombas is a company who actually makes it enjoyable to buy socks. And wow. so, um, not only do they have an incredible mission, they're a certified B Corp, which means they've gone through a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, vetting, um, and they do such a good job of giving back. I think Bamba is for every pair they sell, they donate one to the homeless community because, wow. uh, socks are supposedly the number one requested item from mm-hmm. the homeless community, as you can imagine. Wow. Um, but just everything they do, you know, as far as their brand, their website, their mission, uh, their yeah. customer service, you know, it seems like they really just, they do it all well. And, uh, you know, they've made, you know, buying socks, something that's kind of enjoyable as a consumer, as a consumer. Um, and so, you know, we think that there's, um, you know, a lot that we can do to improve on yeah. our kind of customer experience and everything, but they're definitely a company, uh, that we look up to. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, the future of the scribes is bright. I think yeah. we're, um, really excited to tackle all the challenges that we face, but, yeah. you know, as far as kind of our mission and, you know, how we carry ourselves, definitely want to get more and more involved with the public school system and supporting, you know, kids, you Thank know, you. directly, yeah. um, and teachers too. I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but, yeah. uh, one of the reasons we were so inspired to support teachers is because we know that teachers come out of their pocket for yeah. five to six to $700 a year for school supplies and things like yeah. that. Um, and so we wanted to help, um, like I said, Faye, it's a wonderful organization that we're going to yep. continue to support. These athletes are incredible role models that can yeah. change so many lives just with mm. their words. Um, yeah. so we definitely want to work with more professional athletes and mm. people like that. And then, um, yeah, like a company we look up to, I'd say Bombas is a really good example. <laughs> so. No, I just want to start off by saying thank you for, for making, you know, your first response when I asked that question was teachers, educators, Title I schools. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's very intuitive to think about, oh, yeah, journals, students or people that need notebooks or whatever. And but 
when it really comes down to it, this idea of providing where there's a need and, you know, providing where there's a need, teachers need journals, teachers need school supplies or whatever the case may be. And I just thank yeah. you for, for thinking about educators and having educators in mind. I know that you have friends and family that work in education, but, you know, regardless of that fact, it's, you know, understanding that, you know, whether you have friends that are teachers, whether you have, you're the, whether you're a teacher yourself and understanding that teachers are such a pivotal part of how our society is built and bringing up the next generation of students, right. And teaching them in different, in the ways that, you know, we want to raise our own children. Teachers are so important and continuing to think about them. I'm not biased at all. Right. But <laughs> just thinking about what it, now that I have a better understanding of being a teacher myself for the past few years, you know, prior to being a teacher, you know, I, I could never imagine what my teachers had to go through in the different spaces. So, you know, just coming yeah. back to it, it's, you know, thank you for providing back to educators, but also thinking about how you can grow your influence. And, you know, when you think about, you know, maybe it's athletes, maybe it's professional, you know, professionals in general of just finding ways that we can continue to, to not just serve the different communities through our products, but finding different people that are going to buy into our mission. Because that's just something that I really appreciate about the scribes is just going back to the mission and going back to supporting something outside of just buying a product. Right. You know, when I buy a product from the scribes, I know that some of that money or some of that energy is going into distributing or donating journals or distributing supplies to kids that need it, teachers that need it, professionals that need it. And then in the end, you know, sharing this idea of giving back to the community. But that's one thing I love. And I'm really glad and fortunate that to hear that story that the scribes is continuing to to find people that are buying into this mission because that's just, you know, something I'm, you know, starting to feel a part of and, you know, growing as a, growing as a professional, growing as a podcaster, just being able to, to talk about these wonderful different stories that people that I'm meeting across the world. Right. And it's, it's just good to continue to push these different narratives of impacting other people. So, you know, if you're, if you're yeah. also looking for different socks too, that also support a mission of supporting homeless people yeah. like Bombas, that's, that's awesome. I'll definitely go and check them out. But, you know, this idea of using our, our spaces and using our platforms and using our businesses, not just for monetary purposes, but also really thinking about these products or these words or these stories can really inspire other people or they can really make change when the right person hears it because we don't know the reach we will never know the extent of where our products go to or our words reach but you know in the end it's going to make a difference in someone's life ultimately whether it's small or big and that's something that we really hold on to and you know i'm sure the scribes hold on to as well of my journal can go half across the world and you know it might just be a journal for some people but it might actually make a huge difference to some kid or to some adult that really just needed that space to write down their own ideas or help find a tool to further further their education for example or just even their personal thoughts right so yeah. that's why i'm a that's why i'm a strong not just believer but a strong advocate for you know not just supporting the scribes but also just you know what are you buying into when you buy into these products you know really finding those different missions and those different causes knowing that when you buy this it's much more than just a product so it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. 
But Mike, we've talked so much about, you know, the story of how the scribe started upon, and we talked so much about believing in this idea of taking the extra step to not just, you know, sell your product, but also to care for your consumers and care for your customers, but also knowing that our different platforms and our different businesses and our different projects can make such a big difference when we think about the other person and who we're serving and how we can continue that. But also talking about the the steps of the future and where we really see our impact growing. And so I just want to say, you know, starting off, thank you so much for this partnership of growing alongside with my podcast of, you know, you know, for everyone that's watching, definitely go out and buy a journal or two or even the different projects that they're coming up with. If not just providing us a product for yourself, but also knowing that you are supporting educators or you're supporting a cause at the end of it. But thank you for the partnership for the scribes, but also just thank you for the time of spending, you know, sharing these stories with me and really providing something else different for, for the audience today. So I just thank you, Mike. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I've really gotten to, you know, enjoy our friendship and your podcast. Yeah. And I, I look forward to, to all the cool stories you're going to be telling in the weeks to come. So thank you for having me. Of course. Um, for everyone else, like I said, support the scribes. I put the, the link in below. Use code catchup with pod for, for 20% off. But at the end of it, it's not just for, you know, grabbing a journal. It's also supporting the different causes that they have and all the causes and organizations and nonprofits that they'll support in the future. So go ahead, check them out, share the link. But thank you so much for listening today, everyone. Mike, until the next time, I'll see you later. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome.